On this episode of Stone Philosophy, we're going to the doctor. We're checking in with Dr. Elliot Munjak, who's a practicing marijuana physician in Los Angeles, dropping jewels about dependence versus tolerance and the real differences between indica and sativa. All bars. This episode is brought to you by Novin Audio. From concert to compact, Novin Audio brings you custom audio sound for any of your production needs. Novenaudio.com for more information. This episode is also brought to you by BBS Media. Photo flash, focus, record. BBS Media is the industry standard for all your multimedia projects. Quick shout out to Highlander's distribution for the goodies and the new habits. Remember to support your local dispensaries, especially when they hook you up. We're here with Dr. Elliot Munjak. Um, to get things started, though, who are you and what do you do? Well, I, I'm a, uh, an MD, a medical doctor. I was trained in, uh, at New York University School of Medicine in Manhattan, New York. Um, I did a residency in internal medicine and have practiced in that field uh, for close to 40 years. And um, have done a variety of things. I did alcohol rehabilitation and uh, detoxification for some time. Um, I've been in various private practices and group practices over the years. Uh, and in the last few years, have found uh, a niche in cannabis medicine. Hey. Um, the uh, regular practice of medicine having become um, difficult and um, impersonal and mm-hmm. um, mechanistic and... Um, very, very much so. Counter-therapeutic in many ways, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To continue on the conversation we had earlier, mm-hmm. how are you introduced to cannabis? Well, Chris, um, I uh, was introduced to cannabis when I was about 19 years old and towards the end of college. Nice. That was the 60s, to give you an idea. Hey, shout out to the 60s. Age. Well, not exactly, but more, <laughs> not of the, exactly. more of the 70s. I was a latecomer. There and, in the context of what was going on in those days, Vietnam totally, and, totally. Uh, you know, so forth. And um, have had a, uh, an on and off romance with uh, cannabis for many years, uh, and lately professional uh, interest in uh, understanding and helping people to use cannabis as a medicine, uh, which is uh, how we come together today. I mean, that's... Um that leads into a lot of things that are kind of going going on currently. But to kind of like where you where you started, what what made you other than just your life decisions? I mean, what what, what was the point where you were like, yeah, I'm gonna go in the cannabis direction? Because hmm. I mean, obviously the in, the incentive to continue in pharmaceuticals and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, and then going to cannabis at the time before, let's say today, any time before today could have been career suicide or, you know, just not looked upon like a, a good professional decision. Very true. Why did you decide Very true. To? Well, I, I had um, the good fortune of being able to stop regular practice a few years ago uh, and was financially able to uh, take a break. Knock on wood yeah, for knock being on wood financially. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, through and the uh, generosity of, uh, an uncle of mine who was very kind to his nieces and nephews. That's cool. And um, 
Do they smoke weed? No. <laughs> Cannabis is not uh, popular in my family, to my knowledge. Mm. Um, and I think I'm an outlier that way. And, um, but I had a few years to um, reconsider my uh, life and career and for meaning, meaning of my existence and so forth. I'm a Christian man, I should tell you up front, mm. and uh, had a born-again experience some years ago. And uh, uh, cannabis is not widely, to my knowledge at any rate, accepted or, even, or encouraged, certainly, uh, yeah, amongst uh, people that I hang with and go to church with. But um, my own personal experience, as we were talking, has been very favorable and positive in terms of uh, focus, concentration, uh, insight, understanding, um, not to mention specific health benefits like we were talking earlier. But quite You've so. had such kind of like what I would consider kind of a corporate um, affiliation for many years. At the time when I'm a, I would imagine you decided to do that, that's, that's the, on the fringe of a lot of people's concepts. But the juxtaposition that you actually know the health benefits being on the inside, it's hard to educate everybody in you know, popular consensus. But through, I'm, I'm assuming, helping people, this is how you kind of reach people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, learned a great deal from pioneering doctors and, and non-doctors, people who have spent years, a lifetime even, maybe some of you, uh, in the uh, uh, understanding and research and applications of cannabis for so many things that currently are difficult, if not impossible, to treat with traditional medical therapies. It's kind and, of depressing. And uh, discovered that it's, you know, really has a medicinal use of considerable value, quite honestly. Yeah. And uh, so many people are benefited by it and grateful for its use and uh, a lot of families. To see its legal status changing and becoming more widely acceptable. And doctors, even slow as it is, uh, are coming around. But it's. Finally, thank God. Well, indeed. But it's, it's a long haul and a long way to go, I'm afraid. What, what was it like when you first started your can cannabis practice? Well, um, it was uh, interesting, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, it uh, far different from a traditional doctor's practice, you know, with a prescription pad and x-ray, <laughs> you know, all of that. And um, I got to hear and see, for the most part, the issues that are really troubling people underneath mm. the surface. Not that I, oh, my blood pressure's high or I have diabetes. I mean, all stuff. real things, sure enough. Got cancer, you know, cannabis useful for all of those things. B but rather uh, an emphasis on... Interpersonal? Interpersonal, tension, stress, anxiety, depression, uh, headaches, my stomach hurts, uh, things we were chatting about earlier. Um, uh, so many symptoms which when you see your regular doctor in a regular office in the three minutes allotted, um, <laughs> you really don't have a time to discuss. And even if you did, the doctor would just say, well, you know, why are you telling me that? I'm a or, prescriber. You know, I don't have anything to do with that. I'm going or, to or prescribe. Or worse yet, take some yeah. antidepressants yeah. or some Xanax or have, have take a sleeping pill and get addicted to Pusher. that. And, yeah, absolutely. I'm Pusher. sorry. Pusher. Uh, Oof, that's Pharmacologically ugly. oriented. And, you know, listen, some people are benefited. Fair enough. 
It, yo, so a lot of like, people have benefited like ugly. Ugly, very that's right. Ago. Many made worse, many not helped at all. Um, remember the dude, I hate to even bring his name up. Oh, Screlly, yes, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, pharmaceutical, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was, uh, I think it was a simple antibiotic, wasn't it, that was, that's used for uh, another purpose that's escaping me at the moment, but something, by the way, that was, you couldn't give away when I was a young doctor, it was generic and cheap, and oh, wow. he just, I, literally, you, you, you hear, take, I take it, and uh, just up the price, up the crazy. price 10 million times, oh, so that's ugly. it's a very common thing anymore. For reasons that I'm not qualified to speak about, but, totally. But expense uh, of pharmaceuticals is a real issue. Cannabis is still affordable, cheap, um, available, effective, safe. Uh, many benefits compared to pharmaceuticals, and uh, less profiteering. So when you sign up to have your own practice, are you basically saying I'm taking a pay cut, but I'm doing? Oh, sure. I'm doing more of a yeah. good for the world. Well, uh, you know, I, mean, I wouldn't get that carried away. Oh, I mean, because everybody's, <laughs> not, a, everybody's yeah. not a superhero, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you've seen enough to obviously just like the wellness of others is way more important. I would agree. I, I'm in a, a fortunate position where I was able to do that. That's so, really cool. That, that, that was a nice thing. But I, I don't believe in coincidence. Um, no so accidents for sure. Man. That's exactly right. We, without getting too far into it. So oh, we could go it. there. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> who wants to listen? But uh, oh, things happen for a reason, and I believe that part of the reason that my life unfolded as it did uh, had to do with my being able to use my experience and skills in, uh, in this particular area of medicine, cannabis medicine. How many people do you see a day? Well, it varies. Uh, when business is good, more than I would care to tell you, and when business is slow, figure uh, 30 in a day. Damn. So, uh, but you have to remember that a lot of people that I see or experienced cannabis users already get the benefits and know the benefits, and so a follow-up visit is not a, a very long production. It's really a matter of, like the doctors do, how, how are you doing, anything new, uh, you having any problems with the medicine, or so forth, and uh, a little encouragement and feedback. It's mm -hmm. not, not that complicated. I do see uh, people who've never used cannabis. Some of them, is the oldest person I've seen who came in was 95 years old, uh, wow. yes. And you'll appreciate the story. She came in with her loving children with two grocery bags filled with pills. <gasps> and uh, this, is, this happens all the time Harvard. when you're a regular doctor. It's frightening because every doctor Maybe I'm editorializing here, but every doctor is willing to give more medicines. Very few are willing to say you need to stop your medicines. And so what happens is the average uh, senior, actually I'm a senior, but takes on the average seven or eight different medicines yeah, man. every wow. single day. And no doctor on this planet has a clue what the interactions of those medicines are and how they enhance or or uh, minimize or affect or cause side effects, it's impossible. Anyway, so the old lady comes in and uh, she says, you know, for uh, my daughters have been telling me for a long time I should try marijuana, but I'd never, I was always opposed and because of the stipulation. You know, didn't like it or yeah. thought badly of it. But now, doctor, look, I, I, I don't know what to do. The, the pills are making me worse, not better. I need help. I'm suffering terribly. I'm miserable, my arthritis, mm. whatever. 
and uh, I'm at my wit's end. Can you help? And you know that's a very exciting thing. And so why can't if you have a conscience, let's just be clear with that. If you have a conscience, yeah, it's an exciting enough. thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times doctors get that, and they have a decision to make. And they'll, let me just hit you with this. It's exactly true, quick. Chris. Mm. So. I, I ask that question. I almost ask it because I know the answer. I ask that question. I say, well, OK, what does your regular doctor say you should do? Mm. And the answer Put it right is back just on what them. you said. Well, I, don't, I, I know what they can say. It's not the patient. The doctor says, well, you know, just take the pills. That's or, the interaction. That's the yeah. interaction. Or I'll give you another one. Or, you know, go to another doctor. Or, you know, they've, they've reached the end of pills. There's nothing after that. It's, it's too bad for you. Oh, wow. And Damn, uh, never considering, although that's changing. Increasingly, yeah. people mm -hmm. will say, my that's doctor good. said maybe I should try marijuana. Good. You know, I, the doctor didn't know that much about it, but why don't you speak to such and so? And, mm. um, that's good. So uh, that's increasing. That's good. Um, the, um, uh, yeah, so that's always interesting because how do you introduce someone to marijuana and so forth? But that can be done, like anything, if you start low and go slow. The basic mantras of marijuana use, if I can call it marijuana, I know cannabis Please. is a technical name. Quote marijuana. Call it, yeah. um, start low and go slow, just enough. How much do I need, doctor? Exactly enough to do the job, not a, not a little more and not a little less. How do I determine that? You start here and you work <laughs> your way up. And, and which one? It's a matter of trial and error. We can give um, certain um, recommendations based on the nature of the illness as to, well, you might want to try an indica, a sativa hybrid, or a, a rich strain of marijuana, or even CBD-only marijuana. Um, but each person is an individual. One of the interesting things about marijuana, one size does certainly not fit all. Briefly, the endocannabinoid. <laughs> right? Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. And we'll, Endo we'll break that word down for yeah. you in a minute. Can okay. we do that? We certainly can. Yeah. Endocannabinoid. <laughs> Endocannabinoid translates when you break it down. In, in English and in scientific terminology, the word endo refers to within as opposed to exo, which is without, yes. from the outside. So endo means inside. Cannab cannabis, cannaba, and oid is means like. So we have in our system receptors called, we'll explain what that concept is too, called endocannabinoid systems. They are part of our bodies, just like our thyroid or our uh, 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 female hormones or male hormones or. Um, the receptors. Yes, uh, virtually everything actually, yeah. when you think about it. There are receptors which are, we have part of our uh, physical makeup, which um, are sensitive to cannabis-like, cannabinoid substances, which it has been learned from some brilliant researchers in Israel who've done much of the work in cannabis research, Shout very well-known, Dr. Meshulam and, and others. Shout out. Um, 
not surprising, we ourselves make cannabis-like compounds in our body which attach to these receptors. There are, are thought to be two types of receptors, CB1, cannabis receptors 1 and 2, distributed in our brain, heart, nervous system, the GI tract, uh, reproductive organs, uh, immune system, um, quite a number. At any rate, we, have, we make cannabis-like substances and we have receptors for them. The primary focus or function of the system seems to be a big fancy word called homeostasis. Yes. Or balance. Levels. Balance, in other words, homeo, meaning, well, well, homeostasis, an interesting word. Stasis means steady, homeo, interesting word, homeopathy. It means usually small doses, tiny doses. At any rate, we make those things, we have those things, and this is the the essence of cannabis science, as far as I understand it. Um, This is a a part of our our human nature. Yeah, it's it's in us, we make it. Exactly so right. So the plant that we burn or eat and consume, it affects us, and those are the psychoactive effects we see. In as well as the physical and medicinal yeah. effects. Exactly right. Yeah. Which is the, which is the opening gate, I think, for the science of cannabis medicine in the future, as as this information is disseminated and understood and incorporated into medical training, certainly in medical schools, that yeah. my, my world. Shit is science. Um, yeah. Straight up. Like that that. Medi- cannabis can be used as a medicine, just like morphine can be used as a medicine, or Ativan, or Prozac, or a hundred things which affect our uh, chemistry and physiology and our health and well-being. Um, and is not just, uh, well, I don't know what you would mean, just some weird thing that happens to grow in the ground. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this weird, crazy yeah. thing that yeah. happens to my brain when I smoke this plant. No, that's, that's, that's good intel. What's the dif- basic differences between an indica and a sativa and a hybrid? Okay. Well, the first thing you want to know is, again, those are simplistic uh, categories, but we use them. They're convenient. They're easy. Fair enough. Um, indicas tend to be, as I'm recollecting, uh, shorter plants, with broader leaves, which tend to, in their effect, be heavier. This is the common way of thinking. People say more body high. That's the phrase that comes up over and over again. More relaxing, more a couch lock, more, you know, just sort of, you know, sit down and relax. <laughs> good for sleep, good for pain, good for anxiety, good for a lot of things. Sativas are tend, and I, I know little about growing, I, believe me, I, I'm a city boy. <laughs> they, they are uh, taller, much taller, and have narrower leaves uh, mm-hmm. in, as a plant, but tend to have effects which are lighter, more, the phrase is, in your head, mm. and tend to get people up and doing. So if you're depressed and you just want to sit there and say, you know, you know, I don't want to go to work today or school or my boyfriend's a jerk or whatever it is, and sativas sativa. tend to lighten you and give you a little more get up and go. The They're not pep pills, <laughs> but they give you more endurance. So athletes use, for mm-hmm. example, sativas. They're good for endurance, for huh. um, minimizing the aches and pains that go along with intense physical activity. Hybrids, hybrids are hybrids. The word simply means in general use, and it's certainly with cannabis. A, a genetic combination of indica and sativa, that is, growers grow them to be mixtures of the two, trying to balance the effects. Mm. 
uh, and there are, of course, hundreds of hybrids. Uh, the more subtle point is that over the hundreds of thousands of years that people have been breeding or growing marijuana, virtually every strain is a hybrid at this point. They're hmm. really interesting. Uh, as far I was as just going to ask that. Yeah, there really is no such thing anymore as a pure anything. They're pure all, indica. Yeah. It's always a splice with always something. Always something. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. The genetics can be tested, if I'm not mistaken, and certainly the oh, dope. the profiles of THC, CBD, THCV, blah, 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 all the stuff, and the terpenoids and the flavonoids can be measured, and you can actually get a fingerprint. Oh. Yeah, well, and a, a testing lab could that. tell you very likely what strain you have. The other thing is this. You may have read in the paper the other day the reason why lab testing is so important. You can also test for pesticides and mm. chemicals and um, uh, contaminants. Uh, a, a person died... Uh, recently of a fungal infection who was a cancer patient on chemotherapy, oh, smoking yeah. marijuana. And marijuana is a plant, and the fungus is growing on the plant. He inhaled it. The theory is um, oh, man. that wow. he caught it from that. Now, that may be true. It's probably rare. Can you imagine how oh. many cancer yeah. patients have it, uh, use marijuana? But the point is purity is important. Key. And that's the interface between a doctor like me and where the rubber really meets the road in cannabis medicine is in the dispensary. And that's why it's so important to go to a dispensary in the states that have fortunately legalized it for medicinal use, if not recreation, uh, where the folks behind the counter actually know the difference between the strains mm -hmm. and what's cannabis and what's THC and what's CBD and what are the various breakdown products of which mm -hmm. there are half a dozen. And what about the other things in marijuana? We, you know, the so-called terpenoids, the, the uh, essential oils, that give cannabis, for example, its its odor and an aroma and uh, can we so say odiferous? That's right. <laughs> Those things uh, <laughs> interact in a very important way with the yeah. THC and the CBD and all the rest of it to affect the experience and the medicinal properties. Um, and um, and so the simple categories of indica sativa hybrid, really sophisticated uh, bud tenders know better. Mm. It's uh, a matter of how you look at what they call the cannabis profile. Have you looked in when you buy? They say how much CBD, how much THC, how much of the terpenoids, things like fancy words. Who knows? Who knows these things? But myrcene, beta caryophyllene, linalool, um, pinene, limonene. There's quite a number. Bars. These are right. All, all of them and the levels of them and the interactions all affect the the medical effectiveness and usefulness of cannabis. Huh. So it's not just indica sativa hybrid. Are there different things in the body that each one of those kind of correlates with? That's Good an interesting question. question. Uh, let's start by saying this. Let's terpenoids, for an example, essential uh, fatty acids are present throughout the plant world. They're not specific or unique to marijuana. So for example, pinene, goes with pine and, and nuts and various things that grow on trees. Lemonine goes with citrus. Mm. They make all of these things are found elsewhere um, and so forth. Uh, how they interact with our body and how they, the word they use now, despite what I said, there's a, a fancy word, synergism. Synergism simply means when two or more substances or things work together to give effects more than just additive. It's not just one plus one equals two, but one plus one equals three. 
or four or five, these things are only beginning to be understood in answer okay. to your question. Um, the other phrase you'll see in, in marijuana cannabis medicine is the entourage effect. You, I, I never like to watch the program, but entourage. <laughs> what does it mean? It means a, a group of uh, people, and generally speaking, who are s hanging around or centered on mm -hmm. someone or something like that. And together, the entourage accomplishes more than any individual in the entourage. Nice. Marijuana is like that. That's it's awesome. an entourage effect. Is there like a specific dose that is recommended for using That's a good question. For humans? The, the answer is no. There's no lethal dose to marijuana. You may Yay. know that's what they call a LD50. <laughs> that is the, the <laughs> dose at which 50% of people or, or rats or whatever will die. What? I, the, what? what I tell folks, there is no lethal dose for marijuana. But you said rats will die if they're... No, there is none for no. marijuana. But let's okay, take yeah, another, right, you, another you, medicine. Let's take Valium or, or morphine. Yeah, yeah. There's a dose uh, at which a certain number of people will die. And, but for marijuana, not no such thing. I'm, the way I phrase it, if someone asks, is I say, the only way marijuana is going to kill you if a ton of it falls on your head off the top <laughs> of the Pretty much. Okay, fair enough. Short of that, no. What, did that no. what was the test like? Did they, like try, did they try to kill someone with weed? Well, not, del not deliberately, <laughs> but okay. in lab animals, yes. See, how much of this can we do? That's a commonly done scientific procedure to establish the limits Tolerances. of dosing for any medicine yeah, you can yeah. name. How much of this can a person or a lab rat take? And, and uh, no rats were killed. In to the my knowledge, never, anywhere, nor any humans, for that matter. That's awesome. Now, uh, also, marijuana does not uh, co-react. I'm not sure if that's the proper word, but... Uh, with other medicines, that is, so for example, alcohol and sleeping pills, alcohol and tranquilizers, that combination is high, can be highly lethal. Mm. But alcohol and marijuana, not so. Uh, marijuana and Valium or Librium or, I use older names because those are the ones in gotcha, gotcha, Xanax gotcha, in your gotcha. generation or, <laughs> or, or Ativan, which are really the same difference, Hilarious. quite honestly, yeah. Um, no, the two, the combination is not lethal. Now, is it a good or wise combination? Does it work better in combination with those things or not? You could argue. My, my general experience is marijuana is best not mixed with alcohol or mm. uh, tranquilizers. But, you know, again, everyone's different. Is there such thing as a weed tolerance? Absolutely. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like any um, medicine, of, not any medicine, but many medicines, for example, Benzodiazepines, Valium, mm -hmm. Lidin, uh, Xanax, Ativan, um, uh, like opiates, a very classic example. The more you use in time, the more you need to get the same effect. Your tolerance increases, and so your dose increases, and you're chasing your tail. Mm. And uh, it's a bad uh, cycle, and except for someone in sort of in a terminal illness where the time is limited. Uh, it's not a good thing, you know. Um, yeah, man. And that's one of the reasons why I, I believe, and I think other doctors would agree, that uh, uh, a hiatus or break <coughs> from cannabis use, even it's a day or two a week or a week every several months, is useful for regular users in preventing tolerance. My tolerance is pretty intense. And I find myself, like, I have to take a break because if I don't, I find myself like 
dab, 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 blunt, blunt, blunt. It's like, okay, let me chill. Let me chill. It, what the physiological reasons for that? It's not just your imagination yeah. that you thought it was, but yeah, yeah. It, there's, it's a chemical uh, and physiology and has to do with neurotransmitters in our brain and how marijuana mm -hmm. works in that endocannabinoid system yes. that we mentioned and maybe talk more about. Yes. Uh, which can become saturated, and the phrases that are used are uploaded and downloaded. Um, and they're, they're measurable chemical and physical and physiologic changes in our body, which have been elucidated. So again, it's the science of marijuana mm. in that case. Addiction is like... Addiction, fun. interesting word. Probably not the word you use for marijuana. Addiction anymore tends cool. to mean... that's awesome. Uh, the use of a substance, whether cannabis or any other which leads to um, sort of negative behavioral consequences. So, for mm. example, uh, quitting your job, robbing the 7-Eleven, uh, you Just know, taking you money out of that. your mother's wallet, or, you know, where there are consequences that are uh, well beyond normal or, or healthy. Uh, but dependence uh, might be a word. I, I okay. meet people okay. who are That's dependent better. on marijuana, who feel they couldn't stop and wouldn't want to stop. I mean, you could argue what that's about, a, a different for each person. Circumstances. Uh, and some may develop a physical dependence where you actually withdraw from marijuana, you, much like other things, you feel irritable, you can't sleep, you're, you're uh, restless, uh, maybe a little sweaty, your bowels are not right, you're, you just, you don't feel that well. Uh, that wears off in the days to weeks, but can be uncomfortable. Uh, and should be avoided uh, by the method you were saying, Chris. Taking a break now and again, keeping your tolerance low. I recently renewed my um, my license to smoke marijuana medicinally, and the doctor told me that I was smoking too much and to watch out for this disease that is present in young women that causes nausea and headaches. And my girlfriend actually told me that she was worried that she had this, it's from smoking in excess. Right, Do you that's called, I believe you're referring to, it's called the cannabis or marijuana, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Yeah. Whoa. Hyper, like endo, hyper means too much. Yeah. Hypo means too little, hyper, emesis means nausea and vomiting. Syndrome means a collection of symptoms that come together, not a disease per se, but a collection of symptoms. And it's being reported more commonly in legal states like Colorado. Some emergency room doctors have reported a fairly notable increase in that. Here's the, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. Simply stopping marijuana for a period, letting your tolerance drop, will resolve the syndrome in uh, a day. Great. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's very wow. intense, and you think like, well, I got an ulcer, or I'm yeah. dying here, or something. But in fact, you're right, it's too much marijuana, which What's brings us back again? to the point. Cannabis, hyperemesis, H-Y-P-E-R-E-M-E-S-I-S, hyper, too much nausea, vomiting, syndrome. Um, and sure, like anything, wow. you know, there's nothing in this planet, I've been a doctor a long time, there is no such thing as a medicine or treatment which doesn't have some adverse effect mm. for someone, somewhere, it just doesn't, that's, we live in an imperfect world and that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if anyone says this is the perfect medicine, they're not telling you something, I, I can guarantee you that. But yes, that's exactly what I believe you're referring to. And the treatment, cut back. Sure. 
That's right. <laughs> chill. That's right. Let your receptors down regulate. Get back to a regular level. And remember the mantra. We talked about it at first. How much marijuana do I need? Just enough. Less is more. You take the lowest dose that gives you relief from the symptoms you're looking for. If you take more, you get you then you pay for that in side effects. Uh, so always start low, go slow. Very simple rules. And if you follow them, difficult for some people, admittedly, you're going to be uh, a lot safer. And take a break. Yeah. A day a week, a week every two months or three months. That would be hard, I think, for a lot of people. But uh, certainly a day, you could do that. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Such good insight. Yeah. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you today on the, on the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Super awesome. You guys are great. Thank you for having me. And uh, God bless you all. Yeah. OK? All right. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you. For more news and episodes, find us online at stonephilosophy.com. Or subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes at Stoned Philosophy Podcast. Get high.